Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. We are Tasha and Jamie, full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas, and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. Today, Tasha and I are talking about common terms, lingo, acronyms, yes, abbreviations, things that realtors say more to each other probably. And we kind of forget that not everybody uses these terms all the time. <laughs> so we thought we'd... Uh, you know, take away the veil and shed some light on some of these uh, abbreviations and things that that we say every day and help you decipher what they mean. I was just (laughs) sitting, uh, writing up an offer on the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, as I was speaking, I was realizing, oh, I was using lingo. I was talking in code. I was talking in code. And they were just looking at me like, what What? are you saying? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And this is, this is, I told Jamie, I'm like this, we need to talk about this. Right. We need to talk about this. Honestly, I think every um, profession has its own like set of language skills, right? Or or set of, of terms and definitions that really only people inside that profession use. So these are some of the ones that realtors use all the time. So maybe (laughs) if you hear your realtor or hear us talking like this, you'll uh, you'll be clued in on what we're what we're kind of trying to say (laughs) so um yeah what's one of the first ones that that comes to mind um well (laughs) you said not to start with it but i'm totally starting oh i know i know (laughs) fizbo 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 oh yes so fizbo fizbo is short for fsbo which means for for sale sale by by owner. owner so that just means not listed on the mls so anything um, that basically isn't listed professionally by a real estate person or real estate office is considered a for sale by owner and therefore a FISBO. FISBO, yes. <laughs> Zestimate. Uh, yep, oh. yep. Found on Zillow.com. Zestimate is Zillow's sort of algorithm for... Uh, Home values. Yeah, yeah. For just identifying a price. They kind of just throw a number at the wall and see what sticks. They base it on um, similar comparables, which is another not word even, we're going to describe. Not really similar. Well, yeah, though. you're they, right. They it's they more like neighborhood. It's neighborhood, but they don't really compare apples to apples. I mean, they're basically no. comparing to everything. Yes, right. And they can be very inaccurate. They sure can. They sure can be very inaccurate. Um, uh, comparables. Let's talk about comparables. Comps. That's a word. Com- comparables. Comps. And that just means homes that for one reason or another are somehow relatable to your home. To your own home. Yep. So it can be anything. It can be number of beds, baths, size, style, area, neighborhood, backyard features, amenities, anything. When we've tried to figure out a price, an appropriate price for a home, we are looking for other homes that have sold within generally the last 12 months that have some something relatable. And we call it a comp. Comp. <laughs> Pendings. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, any home that's on the market that has already received an offer and, and accepted it. And accepted it and is no longer available. Mm-hmm. So there's already a buyer, already a buyer for that right. one. You so. could say those properties are in escrow. Escrow. Another word, another but, but real estate lingo. Be, yeah, escrow could be used in a few different escrow ways. Escrow can be used in a few different ways. So when you're in escrow, you're kind of in between that time where you have written or received, depending if you're buying or selling, an offer and are on your way to closing, or an escrow account escrow can be account. can be used in a situation where um, maybe part of your brand new home purchase was to have sod installed 
Yes. Before closing. And or a roof replaced. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe you closed in early May and the sod wasn't done yet. So the between the title company and your bank, um, they will hold back a certain amount of money from the seller or the builder in order to cover the cost, usually one and a half times the cost of yes. that item that's unfinished at the time of closing in order to ensure that it gets, to, it gets done. Yes. Once that item is done, the money is released back to the seller or the builder. Ah, so ICR. Uh-huh, yep. I, ICR. I, ICR. Home, uh, this one is uh, inspection contingency removal. Yep. So many times when you do a, you write up an offer, you make the home contingent upon a home inspection. Mm-hmm. And the ICR is the removal form that one removes the contingency, contingency or uh, where you put the repair items that you're asking to have the seller fixed. Um, right. And that form... Once everyone comes to terms, that form is what is used to decide what the repair items are. Right. So it's part of the purchase agreement. Part of the purchase agreement. So how about appraisal? I mean, <laughs> and even some of our own documents are super confusing because they'll say, like in our purchase agreements, appraisal as like the header. And then inside that terminology, they talk all about the inspection. And it's such <laughs> a, it, it gets everybody confused. So um, an appraisal is... A form is a way of a bank determining an appropriate or, or a, a correct value home valuation for the home, yep. and they home send a, an independent third party to go to the house and um, pull some comps and look at the property and in- inspect it essentially in order to confirm that it really is valued at approximately the amount that we wrote the purchase agreement for. Yeah, FWT, final walkthrough. Yep, FWT, (laughs) your final walkthrough, maybe a a day or so or day of closing, just your 15-minute run-through, maybe it takes a little bit longer depending on the house, to make sure that A, everything on the ICR, the inspection (laughs) contingency removal, that you agreed upon to have done was in fact done, and B, make sure the house looks the way that you expected it. Correct. No holes in the wall. Yeah. I actually had no someone... New holes in the wall. <laughs> no, yeah, no new holes. I actually had someone take the uh, sump pump out of the house. What? Yeah. I went to do uh, my first year in the business. I went. We went and did the final walkthrough, and the sump pump was missing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> see, we see some things. We go through some things. That's we all surprising. have stories. That's surprising. <laughs> uh, my personal yeah. favorite is when, um, and I'm teasing about this being a personal favorite, but when a seller just leaves behind a bunch of furniture... And they said, well, we didn't want that. Well, the buyer is not your personal garbage handler. (laughs) Don't leave things behind just because you don't want them. If they're personal property, unless they were part of the purchase agreement or some other agreement, they have to leave with you. (laughs) (laughs) How about when we just say opens? Opens. Are you having an open, Tasha? Yes, I am having an open, Janie. (laughs) I have an open most weekends. Yep, me too. (laughs) And all we're talking about there is open houses. Yes. So um, commonly on Sundays, um, but also in the summertime, sometimes we do them on weekdays, like a Wednesday afternoon as well. Uh, listings, Jamie. Yeah. Listings. Pretty obvious, right? What's yeah. a listing? A listing is a house that's for sale. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. we go. Actives. Uh, those are homes that are actively for sale right. and are not pended. Right. Or closed. Closed. <laughs> not pended, not closed. They are actively available. Yes. And so. how many homes do you suppose that we have on the market at any given time? This is a trick question because I kind of just looked it up. (laughs) Right now, there are approximately 1,300 to 1,400 homes actively for sale on the MLS, which is another (laughs) term we use, a multiple listing service that just comprises all of the homes that any 
brokerage firm has listed all in, in one centralized location that can be searchable by other agents. Um, oh, yeah, 1300 to 1400 right about now. Yay. Well, I'm going to take this over to PMI, mm-hmm. Private Mortgage Insurance. Entering into the world of lending now. Lending, lending, <laughs> Not really yay, but there we go. And when is PMI required? Uh, if you have In less. In general. Generally. And there's always little, little, right, little exclusions or little exceptions. But generally, if you have less than 20% down, you would have to pay PMI, Private Mortgage Insurance, until mm-hmm. you have that amount in that account right so. right until your equity in the property increases to approximately 20 22 percent then it sort of falls off depending on the loan type there's a whole bunch of details that really we can't go into because we're not lenders we're, we're not lenders. just realtors we're just realtors <laughs> to help you so. but um pmi can cost you you know 80 100 150 180 kind of just depends on on the property cost that you're financing um how about dom Days on yeah, market. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Days on market. Days on market. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, how about trid? Uh trid. <laughs> yeah, trid's not trid. Trid's. I'll let you take this one, Jamie. I'll take okay, the next so one. Okay, so I seriously had to look this up. Like we know what it means behind the scenes, but um, basically what it's saying is, in in our world, what we need is to get our buyers their numbers, their consolidation of their mortgage disclosures and their closing information, um, essentially everything that they need in order to be able to close approximately three days before closing. It just, trade came about in order to stop the, okay, here's your numbers, here's your details, now sign on the line and close the house all in 15 minutes. It gives the buyers a little bit more time to digest that information. Yeah. Alta. <laughs> Alta is a settlement statement. Um, it's it's basically a balance sheet of all the transactions, all the costs and credits that have to do with the buy or selling of a property. Yeah. So. So trade is like the disclosures and the Alta is like your numbers. Correct. Which is actually what numbers you actually need to bring to closing. The Correct. cash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, SD. Seller disclosures. Seller disclosures. Can you send me those SDs? Yep. Seller disclosures. Those are the documents that the seller fills out to kind of give a like a report card on the property. Everything that they've changed that works, doesn't work. Um, if they've ever had a flood, if they've ever changed the structure, those kinds of details are on the seller's disclosure. Yeah, USDA, VA, FHA, <laughs> back to the world of lending. Mm-hmm. These are different types of loan products. Mm-hmm. They, you know, there are different types of loans. USDA is generally rural, rural properties. Not generally, it is. This yep. is for small, smaller communities. Yeah, yeah. Um, it requires zero uh, percent down for a down payment. Usually, yeah. Usually, usually, and then there's VA, uh, which is of uh, the veterans for veterans. Um, again, generally 0% down for mm-hmm. a down payment. And then there's FHA. Uh, that requires, that's a loan product that is 3.5% for a down payment. So. Right, right. And there's also conventional loan conventional types, loans, jumbo yes. loan types. There's others too, but these are some of the ones that, that we see the acronyms for most often. Correct. USDA, VA, FHA. <laughs> CMA, Jamie, what would I say if I wanted you to do a CMA? Ah, um, so a CMA is a comparable market analysis. So remember earlier in this podcast, we talk about comps. Comparables is what comps are short for. Um, it just means we go, we look for the most similar properties we can find to yours. We kind of put them on a big spreadsheet, adjust them for 
differences. Maybe this one has more bedrooms, more bathrooms, a smaller yard or a bigger garage. We make those adjustments to come out at sort of an average price, which gives you your market value estimate or your, your CMA price, your comparable market analysis. What else? Yay. I think um, we got one left. Specials? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this is special. Yeah, specials are special. <laughs> specials are so more special. Yeah. You know what's really like interesting is have you worked with? Well, I know you have worked with people who come from way outside of this area. They're unfortunately, yeah. Or they think, ooh, specials. <laughs> yeah, not so special. It's not a, not a, yeah, not an awesome thing. But that's the way our city or our community um, finances major projects. Infrastructure. Costs. Infrastructure costs exactly. Uh, the newer the property, generally the higher the special, the higher assessments. The special assessments. Same yeah. with higher cost or more expensive properties generally have a little bit higher assessment because maybe they have larger yard, um, so they take up more of that roadway that had to be paved that caused the special assessment, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, those are a few of our uh, real estate lingo terms yeah. that we use on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to Jamie and I. If you have any questions about real estate in general, we're here to help. We're here to help. And if we missed any, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Replay or hear more episodes at RealtorMomsPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with hashtag RealtorMomsPodcast. This podcast is produced by Jamie R. Swenson and Tasha Barrett of Park Company Realtors, 28 North 10th Street, Fargo, North Dakota, 58102.